and welcome back to the 1313 Podcast, the most mediocre podcast in the Star Wars universe. I'm Jacob. I'm Jackson. And unfortunately, we do not have a Tommy this week. No Tommy this week. Very Tom- upset. Tommy's too busy being way cooler than us. Yep. <laughs> Loser with a job. <laughs> Who has those? We need a job when you have Star Wars. <laughs> I'm poor. Anyway. <laughs> Before we begin, before we begin, before, before we begin. In the meninging. In, in the meninging. Thank you to everybody who is uh, one of our patrons. We love each and every one of you. Yes. Uh, the thank you to Jaros0315, Commander Cook, Delilah. Hi, Delilah. Uh, your casual clone, Stuck in Carbonite, Commander Bly, Landspeeder Luke, Fig Fury, Hunter Schultz, and Obi Sean Kenobi. Thank you guys so much yes. for being our patrons. You keep the show, show afloat. We love each and every one of you. And at the beginning of every month, we do a nice little giveaway. And what's the giveaway that we decided for this month, Jacob? It's going to be the TVC Endor Bunker playset. This one comes with the uh, with the Captain Rex in Scout Trooper disguise figure. So that'll be really yes. cool. Um, so yeah, if you guys want to win that, make sure that you're in the 1313, the Gungan boss tier yes. on our Patreon. If you want to win that also, if you haven't already, make sure that you are following us on all of our social media, that being Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch. And join the discord. Link is in the description below. Jackson, how's your week going? Week is going pretty good. This is finals week for me as of this video coming out. Yeah. As of this week coming out, I'll be officially done. So Super excited to be done with school so I can start focusing on the cool things like going to ICC in just a few weeks. Super hyped that we're going to be able to go there. I cannot wait to have the podcast represented. Thank you so much to the staff at ICC for giving us press badges to that. It feels weird that now we're like... We're cool. Yeah, that we can be a cool kid like everyone else. Mm, Cool YouTuber guy. Um, So yeah, ICC is coming up. So if you haven't already, please book your hotel, book your tickets. Tennessee, it's going to be great. Come oh, meet yeah. us. The entire Rebels cast is going to be there. Ian McDermott, the Emperor himself, is going to be there. They just uh, announced the the Christmas Story kid's going to be there. Not him. There's the extra in the Christmas Story. Never mind. Never um, mind. But, so, and then uh, we also got Daredevil and Kingpin are both going to be there yes. if you like Marvel. So, please, please, please make sure that you uh, come down, down to ICC and you meet us. There's going to be a ton of other creators there, like yes. Skywalker Hendrix. Out of the basement. Uh, out of the basement. Hybrid, hybrid. Toy reviews. Lupinus monster. So if you want to, if you want to come hang out with us, we're probably gonna be having a powwow on Thursday. Come hang out. Um, and with that, in we... podcast news, I was gonna say we just recently did our May the Fourth live stream. Thank you to everybody that entered and checked us out for our podcast. If you're brand new here, like Jacob said, thank you so much for coming. Please stop breathing weird, Jacob. The winners have already been sent their awesome prizes. So thank you so much again to everyone that did enter. And we hope that everyone is satisfied with that. Heck yeah. Also, if you haven't already, check out my little short film that yes. came out with on May the 4th. My May the 4th special. I put a lot of work into it. So check it out. It's short, but it's cool. You do anything for May the 4th? For May the 4th, I am. Um, May the 4th was the day that you guys did the giveaway. Yeah, because um, you could be there. I had a final in the morning, and yep. then it was the, the film festival for all of our stuff. It was the screening for everything. Lame. And I was really upset because, I one, I was stuck at school all day. So what I did during the day is I brought my clone trooper helmet. I wore it around campus. Everybody mm-hmm. was just kind of like looking at me and taking pictures. I was just kind of like, eh, who cares? Yeah. They don't know who I am. But I brought a Lego, I brought the Lego Rex helmet. I started building that with some, nice. with some friends. Um, and I was really upset because 
So the the clash that I posted on YouTube that was my final project uh, for my my intro to film class, and the day I got that done was the day that my, my professor finished the uh, the edit for the reel for the film festival. And I was like, hey, I know you said it was too late, but I like I literally stayed up till three in the morning on campus. I didn't get home till like four, just like working on it. And I was like, hey, I know you said it couldn't be added, but I got it done. Here's the links to everything. Here's the all, all the information. I'd really appreciate it if you could put it in. And of course, he didn't put it in. And the animation uh, major has like, they have this award, like a scholarship that they give out yeah. to like the best animators. And guess who was there to present the award? Then Dave Filoni's teacher. Was the no. guy was the guy the guy that started the entire uh, the entire animation uh, major at Edinburgh? He was there and he was Filoni's guy. So I was like, and of course he was like he started his little speech off with, "We have some very like famous alumni that go here," and he talked about Dave. And I was like, "Dang man!" I was, I was robbed. So all I got to say was I got to say hi to him, and I'm praying he's alive because he was older. I'm hoping that he's still alive next year for next time so I can have something. I'm hoping I can submit this to the next film festival. That's okay. Brian to put it in there. Because then I, I have like a doorway to be like, hey, I like <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, that that was my May the 4th. It was kind of uneventful. I didn't even get to watch Visions until like a day later. Two days later, actually. I so. think I, I binged it all on the day right before we actually did the May the 4th stream too. Which... Kind of brings us to the topic of today's video is Vision Season 2. Wow. Jacob, we briefly talked about it in the beginning. First impressions, what did you think of this season compared to Season 1? I liked it. I just, okay. So my problem was is it's probably because I was watching it a little bit later in the day. And it's not like nothing in it is canon. It's just like I watch it to enjoy yeah, it. Just fun stories. Um, I think... The animation styles and I think the the presentation of everything was calibers better than uh, season one. I think there was a lot more focus though on the art style rather than the story. I don't think the stories were as good. Interesting compared to the to season one because in season one there was a bunch of stories that was like oh I'd love to see this continued, and then in this one there's a lot of art styles. I was like oh my gosh I'd love to see Star Wars like based into this art style, but the stories weren't as gripping to me. I know you feel almost the opposite. Yeah, I absolutely loved every bit of it. The only thing that I guess I will maybe agree with is that there were some stories because the Visions panel and then a piece of D. Bradley Baker talking were the only things I caught from Celebration live. So I listened to the entire Visions panel and a lot of these studios were like, okay, like we are super excited. We would love to do like a part two to these stories. And watching a lot of this... I really didn't feel like a lot of these stories needed a second part. Mm -hmm. And that isn't to say that the story was bad. I felt like for the short that it was made, that it was just a nice little thing of like, here's our interpretation of Star Wars. And I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, you could just leave it there though. And I'll be content, you know? My, my favorite part about this season was the fact that it was... So it wasn't just br rooted in anime. Yes. So you had like a lot of Japanese influence over everything. I like the fact that it was from different animation studios from different parts of the world yep. putting their own spin on it, putting their own culture into it. That was probably my favorite part about yeah, it. Yeah, that's I what I enjoyed. The one that I think it was episode seven or eight was done by the um, the Indian uh, studio. That was, yes, the Bandits of Golak. That was like, mm. boom, it blew my mind because I remember the Indian studio talking at celebration and i was like okay you know like this seems pretty cool like what you guys got cooking up 
and it was just gas. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that it was like, it was holy Star Wars, but it was also like tons and tons of like Indian subculture just put into it. Yes. I was just, oh, this is great because it's not, when there's a galaxy full of all, it should be all aliens and not just white people and like evil British people. There's got to yeah. be more humans in this galaxy. Yes. So it made a lot of sense to, um, for have things like this. And I liked it a lot. It was really enjoyable. Um, starting off though with Sith was that was the first one. episode. Um, what I, did you think? I think that this one was the one that was I think the strongest all the way around for story and visuals. Okay. I really, really, really liked the art style of it. And I like the fact that um, I think you could tell from Vision season one the entire um, idea of it was the Jedi, the light side of the Force. Vision yes. season two was heavily weighted on the dark side and the yes. Sith. So. I did like the um, the art style for this one a ton. I would I, I could watch an entire show done in this style. How the lightsabers were done, okay. the sparks, super, super cool. Mm-hmm. I also like the, the fact that um, it was kind of, it knew what it was doing in the fact of how pastel and how unique its art style was and the character was a painter. And the entire, the entire episode was a canvas being laid out in front of us from start to finish. So the fact that the focus of it not was... Art in and of itself was oh, mm, mint, and it gave a really nice excuse just to do really cool flashes of color and things like that. Mm-hmm. From the brief notes that, because when I finished every episode, I try to write like two or three sentences each on the episode so I could recall it for this you week's show. Short I did not write an essay for this. The thing that I really wrote was, yeah, like what Jacob said, the art style was really, really unique in this too. I mean, granted, everything is unique for every episode, but I really liked the fact that it was like a canvas. Like every single thing wasn't like finished or it had like the style of like just still being painted. I enjoyed the story a lot of like leaving the Sith because like what Jacob had also said too, that Vision Season 2 is more rooted in the Sith this time around. But uh, one of my favorite scenes, I guess, was at the end when her light saber turns from the red and then to the white. So then it balances the painting that she's so desperately trying to finish to show that you need a balance of both light and dark for your masterpiece. I don't, I don't know if that was... I think it was... That's how I interpreted it. Was it was half of her lightsaber was yellow, half of it was red. That's what I it thought was. it was white. No, I think it was yellow. Colorblind moment. Maybe. I don't know. Both of us are colorblind, so we're not really too good to be talking about. We're not really going to debate this specific yeah. issue. But no, I thought I thought, I, I liked her lightsaber design, how the blades were curved, like yeah. how katana blades are. I thought that was pretty sick. The droid that just absolutely domed that guy, too, just turned into a turret. Le yep. turret strikes again. Le turret, le turret, le turret. That was funny. Le turret. What was episode? I okay, because I watched these all through once, and I was ra- rather tired when I watched yeah. them. So lots of it's a fever dream. So I don't fun. really remember a lot. So I have all the episodes. Um, episode two was Screechers Reach. This no. had to be one of my favorites yeah. of this season. This was I was not prepared for it this at all. This was done by the I believe it was the Irish studio, and it was one hundred percent hand animated. Which I I adored. I adored this episode. I like the uh, mm-hmm. this creature was just like this Sith in this cave, and I oh I just I like it when things get like a little dark and like a little broody. And I was like yeah. oh I was getting bonus points all all up and down the ring for this one. I liked it a lot. Yeah, especially in the beginning because it kind of follows like the similar Jedi trope of like, I hate living on this planet. I want to go out on an adventure. And she's seeking out this medallion, which we all assume at the beginning is something connected to the Jedi. Or maybe there's an artifact. And it's only when she kills the Screecher 
then it glows red and it's like holy cow and then the Uh-oh. sith comes out from the ship to pick her up this Daddy. is one of the only episodes i only said this about one other episode but i said this deserves a part two to this story this was one that i felt like i want to see what happens next mm-hmm. because it was wild too i mean yeah for how upset her friends were they did say that she should follow her own path mm-hmm. but then not realizing that it was one of darkness and to find out that she kills the screecher and takes its lightsaber mm-hmm. yeah it was cool it I was like just that. scary it was, it was really cool I liked it a lot. Maybe they should do another one. Yeah. Um, but no, very cool. I liked it a lot. And then the one after this was the first claymation one, I believe. This one, I thought was... In the stars. Yeah, I thought it was okay. I really... I loved how the snowtroopers looked. When they were yes. showing them off and the a- the uh, ATST. Oh, everything that was like re- heavily Imperial was like super cool. That was the one thing I didn't like about this episode, though. It was like, it felt like it was its own separate... St- it's like when you play Minecraft and then you just add the, the Star Wars texture pack to it. You're still playing Minecraft, but it just happens to look like Star Wars. It just felt like a totally separate story that just happened to look like Star Wars, in my opinion. I didn't feel like it was like... It didn't feel really grounded in like the Star Wars universe. It just kind of felt like a really nice story told with a Star Wars texture pack on top. Really? Dang. Yeah. I know for myself, I feel like a lot of these episodes follow the same trope, but obviously it's from a different culture's perspective, but it's this story that the empire has taken over and your world is being harassed. And what do you do to like step up to it? What I thought was particularly, that was kind of annoying. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, what I thought was particularly interesting too, is like what people define as like the biggest bad of their story. And I thought it was interesting how this big bad was an atst how like that's like the most powerful machine that dominated their planet that they needed to like kill their mom and all their friends kill their mom and i guess everyone else Mm -hmm. whereas like for other stories like obviously it's the inquisitor for one or something for another you know what i mean Or yourself or yourself that is true what a screecher um but yeah i was it was uh the animation was nice it was this is the first time we've seen stop motion star wars um was this episode followed by another stop motion star wars but i liked it a lot and i was like yeah it's cool um just for the art i like how the water looked in it yes if you make water look cool i'm like ah yeah i like this i just yeah i thought the story was just kind of it was okay and i unfortunately i thought the little girl was pretty annoying for a majority of it so it just kind of I only wrote one sentence for this episode and the only thing i wrote was that i did not want to care but it made me cry this is Visions had a kind of a trend, in my opinion, of making me look, sometimes in some episodes being like, I don't really want to care for the characters. And it was like, bro, please, please. At the end, it was like, bro, please, this other mom again. <laughs> I don't know. When I, when I watch these things, I make myself very emotionally vulnerable because I want to experience it in like its totality. I want to enjoy every second of what they have to offer me. That's why St. Augustine did not like the theater or things like that because the feelings that you were feeling from these stories were not real and your feelings should only be real and for God. We're not Catholic, Jacob. Thank thank you, St. Augustine. But again, although I did think the little girl was annoying and we can beat that was really, really annoying. It made me cry and it was really good. 
To each That's their all own, I gotta I say that. To each their own. We got Mr. Waterworks over here. <laughs> <laughs> Episode four was I Am Your Mother. And this was the British it. studio with the Wallace and Gromit animation. Yeah, I like it. It was just so funny. I liked it. It was a lot. such a nice, like, Episode 2 was like a shock, like a whoa. Episode 3 was like a oh my gosh kind of story. And then Episode 4 was a good chuckle. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it just because I also really enjoy Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run. So um, <laughs> I, I, I was I was a fan. They could have they could have like just thrown a turd and put a Stormtrooper helmet on it. And I still would have been like, yeah! Because, yeah, it, it's Wallace and Gromit. You can't not love it. Can't not. What really got me, too, was the obsession over, like, Wedge and Tilly's in this. Yeah, I thought my that voice was funny. Crack. Because Wedge and Tilly's. For, for me and Jacob, and I guess a lot of people our age, I could not give less of a shit who <laughs> these people are, who Wedge and Tilly's is in the OT. I've never cared hey, for those hey, characters. Bro. That's Ewan McGregor's uncle. Dang. Mm. That's Obi-Wan's uncle dog. The point that I'm getting is that I have never cared for these characters. I have never been emotionally attached to them. So then when I see them, obviously, like, people who praise the OT more than I would, like, really respect these characters, I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, you grew up with that. That's your kid. And I felt like it was funny in this to see him, like, sell out. You want to know what would make you like Wedge and Tilly's? If you read Heir to the Empire? Nope. Nope. You should read it, dog. you, Not right now. I have to finish should, Thrawn first, dude. Yeah, I have you so should many finish other books Canon to read. Thrawn, and then you should read non-canon Thrawn that's influencing a metric ton of what we're about to see in the Ahsoka show. Whatever. What do you mean, whatever? It's quite literally the source material for this entire show. I'll get to it when I get to it. No, you won't. Animation was funny. Won't. I know you won't, because you've been... Oh, it's not canon. I don't care. Who, who, don't is, care. It? is, who is it in the... Daniel Ponce. Daniel Ponce. Come to my rescue real quick. We yell at Jackson in Shut the comments up. down below. Write him, write him the entire New Testament as to why he needs to read *Heir of the Empire*. Please and thank you, because if anybody could do it, it's you. So moving back to the episode, <laughs> but I really liked the idea because I feel like this is obviously something that a lot of people can relate to anyway. Being like embarrassed by your parents, but then it's just like, <laughs> oh, your parents are cool, so you shouldn't, and just like get over yourself. Thank you. He Jacob. said it, not me. I know dad's watching this. He said it, not me. And Thank I don't, you. I don't align with him at all. Especially like though, like it's a like, growing up thing. Yeah. It's always a it coming of age thing. When you're in middle school, you're always like, why are you ah, getting that out? Because why not? Cause it's, it's the true form of the saber. Um, you're always like, Oh, my parents, my parents are so embarrassing. Oh, my parents. But it's just, it's just a coming of age thing. Cause yep. you want to, you want to seem cool. You want to fit in, but it's cooler to respect your parents than to be an asshole. So, kids, we're letting write everything that down. out for the. Okay, we write had that. our one. We had our one for the show today, and that is it. You said it. I had my one, and you had your one. That's what I'm saying. We each. Had hey, our it's one. in the Bible. I can say it. Oh my gosh. Okay, so moving on after episode four was Journey into the Dark Head. This was by the south korea now this was the episode i I watched half of it and then i fell asleep through the middle of it and woke up for the very end i remember absolutely none of it other than the part where it like shows the flashback of like the sith stabbing the master and i was like whoa so um i was just (laughs) tired i was just tired good thing i'm the note taker uh so um this one i'm gonna go back and watch it probably when i'm done editing this episode so this was one 
it's obviously a lot of these other stories follow the theme of the empire i really love to see the high republic representation and start to see more stories based off of that and i thought it was funny too how it's just this very ignorant jedi and how everybody obviously thinks the jedi are so great which kind of is foreshadowing the order's kind of demise in the end because people think they're so great that they're Jedi sometimes. But this dude's just like freaked the heck out because he's being killed by the equivalent of Laughing Coffin. If you get the reference from that. That's who the bad guy reminded me of. Was the dude who joined... Who was in Laughing Coffin who tried to like assassinate Kirito and Asuna. I was like, what? Uh, you said Laughing Coffin and all I could think of was Pot of Greed. So I was like... <laughs> <laughs> Not that. I was like, what is Laughing Coffin? From SAO. I can't believe you just tied that to Sword Art Online. <laughs> it's what it made me think when i was watching it i thought the, the villain was really good the fact that you remember anything from sword art online amazes me i i remember liking it and that's it <laughs> yeah, i can remember a lot from it Jacob. i remember like the first couple episodes and like the end but like <laughs> that's all <laughs> yeah what do you mean by that you know exactly what do you give me the size what do you mean by that all right but I enjoyed this. This was one that also felt like, you know, was also just like, you gave us the story, it's over, kind of like thing. Very I just cool. want it like that. Really cool. Episode six. I was asleep for all of it, so. You're serious? Dude, this was so good. I, I like the art style from what I saw. I saw the ending of it, so it's like, I know what the ending is. <gasps> so it's like, ah. Okay. But Episode one, six. I like the art from this one. Yeah. What I had written was that, like, you could tell me that this was, like, a section of a canon experience in Star Wars, and I would have believed it. Because this, I felt like, was the most rooted in Star Wars, without a lot of, like, other things happening at the same time. Like, it was something that Bro was cut a plausible... Off his horns. Yeah, <laughs> I Cut off. But... Yeah. Got the buzz cut. Got the buzz cut, took a little off the top. He got the free marine haircut. <laughs> I really liked the acrobatics of the dance scene and everything that they were showing. And I thought it was scene? cool. Yeah. It yeah, was a whole it. front to like stage, well, to like monitor essentially like stormtrooper movement so that they could join the rebellion at some point and like feed them intel so that they could be successful and essentially uh, this mother figure like finding her kid who she lost at birth because this Imperial officer takes him. And then like in the middle of her dance routine, she thinks like she sees the person, but it's actually turns out to be her son in the uniform because he's achieved that rank already. And she almost kills him. And then she like falters, like in that moment of being like, Oh my gosh, like it's my kid. My boy. It's my boy. Oh my gosh. It's my boy. The beginning scene of it, too, very much reminded me of the opening of Andor, where it's this bar that a lot of, like, law enforcement, at least, is attending because they're like, oh, like, they love us the here. Iceberg Lounge. Yeah. Please tell me you know what I'm talking about. No. The Batman, dog, come on! Penguin's Lab, come I haven't on. watched the Batman since the movie theater, so. I've seen it, like, seven times. I want to watch it again. It's a time commitment. No, it's not. You just throw it on, and then you just... <laughs> Whatever. Watch it tonight. Watch it tonight. No, my final's at 8 a.m. Watch half of it tonight. No. Watch a quarter of it. But like I said, I thought the Watch twi- the Batman. That's your homework, everybody. The twist was really nice that it ended up being her kid. And then it was like, oh, like, we need to go find him. Because now he, like, knows the truth. 
And this was the, I think I already said this, but I forget because I'm having a brain fart. It's the most. This was the other episode that I said needed a part two. The second episode that we got, the Sith, and then this one were the only ones that I said that I feel like I would love to see a part two to this like storyline because I enjoyed it so much and I felt like it gave us enough and it wasn't like a nice bow like wrap up of a story too. Okay. No other comments. <laughs> Moving on to episode seven. Episode seven was the bandits of Golak. We already, we mentioned this one a little bit at the beginning. Uh, art style was really good. I didn't like the motion of the art style. Really? Um, I think it was, it felt like a little jittery. So it was just like, uh, it wasn't smooth enough for the fact that it was computer animation. It felt like hand drawn animation, but like 3d. It just it had a weird feel to it, Okay. but I love the art style of it. And I really like the story. And I, and as we mentioned before, the way that the culture is infused into the story, uh, the inquisitor fights. It's all right. It looks pretty cool. It was pretty um, dope. Uh, I like, I like how all the Imperials are portrayed in like these other styles. Like the stormtroopers looked awesome in this one. Yeah. The claymation one, the snow troopers looked awesome. That I've, if we could, if we could get uh, one of these vision studios, got has to do like, because everything's about the Jedi and the Force and feeling the Force. Can we get like a story about some troopers, like through the lens of like one of these studios? I feel like that'd be so cool. You almost get a story about troopers in Episode Six. Not really though. At the beginning, in the Meningi. In the Meningi. You just gotta watch it, bro. Not fall asleep. Hey, bro. I was on the train, the sleepy time junction, and I could not help it. The bandits of Golik have to rob the snacks. The snacks. I know the Flute. the one character's name was Sharuk, if I'm pretty sure, but I forget his sister's name. But yeah. the culture in this one, I feel like I liked it the most out of a lot of the others. Like the Indian take on Star Wars was like amazing. Peak. Peak. The Inquisitor cool. and like their interpretation of like what that was was like super duper cool one thing i was a little bit disappointed about with this episode okay. though is because um if you don't watch indian cinema what are you doing with your life there's this wonderful movie bollywood called, there's this wonderful movie called rrr on netflix i haven't seen it but i want to <laughs> it's uh it's it's anime meets live action meets musical meets oh it's like it's a fantastic mix and i'm like it's this format of storytelling, although it had the infusions of Indian culture, felt very Western to me, and the and the display hmm. of it. So I was like, oh, you could have you could have done a lot, lot differenter. Stuff. I don't think they were trying to make it like RRR, Jacob. Well, no, I'm just that saying, would be too silly. When, when you, not too silly. I'm just saying, like when you watch Bolly, Bollywood films and movies like that, they they have like this like really. In, it's like how. Um, Asian fight scenes and lots of those movies. They're very, fl- like, old kung fu movies. They're very flowy, very spiritual almost. It's like, th- things like that are pieces that I want thrown into these as well. Uh, those kind of takes. So, okay. for I love this episode a lot. There's just like, oh, if you would have done that, it would have elevated it to, like, S tier, in my opinion. But okay, I like it a okay. lot. Gotcha. But... Other than that, I thought the Inquisitor fight scene was really cool. It was awesome to see Purge Troopers. Yeah, I'm just like, they look we're sick. ever so inching to having clones in this. Like how in season one, we had an anime clone dying for like a second. And, and it we was like, like, yeah. So I'm always going to want clones, but I understand the use of the Imperial story because that's what a lot of people relate with and understand better. Yeah. 
episode eight was the pit. Jacob, what do you think about the pit? Show me the picture of the pit. Uh, you'll, you'll literally remember. Oh, as soon um, as you see follow it. the light. Follow the light. It was okay. It was like it was again. It was one of those ones that felt like Star Wars texture pack on different story. It didn't feel too rooted in Star Wars. Um, who was the studio that did this? Because I thought it, it was, was an American one in Japan. I'm pretty. Because sure. I was gonna say, initially, I'm, I thought it was the studio that did JoJo. But it looked a lot like the studio that did the Boondocks, if I'm being honest. I have no idea. I have no clue. I remember it was an African-American-based studio. That's why the characters mm. are predominantly black to show off the culture for that. But I, I, for the life of me, can't remember. I remember them talking at the panel about their episode. And they're showing off the character design, too. Which was funny because they're showing off a lot of the main character who dies in it. And I was kind of like, damn. Spoilers. This whole thing is a spoiler. I, I know. <laughs> I'm trying but to find this. Follow the light. This one I thought was okay. Like we've been saying before, it was the standard like imperial story of um, oppression on people just trying to live in the galaxy in the ignorance of others to kind of like mute that too. I was just happy in the end the kid was able to get the message out to the people because I was like, I was going to be a bit disappointed if like nobody cared about it, which is a common thing that we would see. But the ending was good. Uh, all right, let's see what works they've done. I like the story's messages of mining for Kyber all the time now too. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I like it a lot. Let's see. What He's still guys... looking for the studio. Yeah, let's see what they've done. It, if it'll ever show it. Um, they did some for the weekend. Yeah, nothing too notable that I can see. I don't know. Their art style is very familiar. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Can't remember uh, where else I might have seen it then. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. But yeah. But it yeah, was okay. It, it was all right. And then the final episode, last but certainly not least, was Aou Song. I like this one. I like this one a lot. I like the art in it. I like the pastel color palette. Um, I like the story. I like how fuzzy it all felt in Tangibel. <laughs> It was like, um, do you got, do you remember the Kirby's Epic Yarn commercials? Yes. It felt like that, like how it was like an actual. It's like the Pokemon cards that are like the clay, in like real life, or like the little felt guys in real life. It was like that, and I, it scratched like a little itch in the back of my, in the like you know when you listen to those songs that are like it's not a song, it's just percussive. Yeah. It's like it was like that in animation. I was like, ha, nice. So yeah. no, I enjoyed this one a lot, and I like the. Uh, I like the design of the Jedi with the big hat and the cloak. I was yes. like, ah, mm, purple, cool. I didn't even think that she would have been a Jedi at first, too. I kind of, I thought it was interesting how the whole planet had just, like, red kyber crystals that had all been corrupted, but then by Ao singing, she could communicate with the kyber to purify it to white then, mm-hmm. which was something, because, uh, oh, I guess maybe not really a spoiler for Jedi Survivor, we, it's the first time we've ever seen somebody turn a crystal red. So then I yeah. thought it was interesting how this was turning the crystal into white. Obviously, in Awu Song, this isn't the, canoza- the canonization of how a crystal becomes white. Because we haven't seen that yet. Mm-hmm. But I still thought it was interesting for that. The animation was so cute, dude. It was just perfect in every way. It felt like you could just like... You could touch it and you could play with the models that they were using. I don't. On I this think it was. I think it was planet. all three D. I don't think it, it had to have been three D, but it was really yeah, I was good. Say, 3D. I don't think an inch of that was like was like tangible items. 
And I, I, I liked it. I liked it a yeah. lot. I think that was probably my favorite episode. Mm-hmm. The Jedi was super cool. The one note that I had written at the very end was, why did you make me cry so much watching Vision Season 2? I thought the episode itself was beautiful. I feel like, although it's a cliffhanger, I argue that I did not... I was okay if it didn't have a part two. I would like to see to that it. art style used again. I would love to see that again. Like, um, for this Young Jedi Adventures going on, if they had like yes. an animation style like that, I would watch it. Young Jedi True. Adventures, though, with the... Because it's just like... It's, it's run, a kid show. It's run-of-the-mill kid show animation. Yeah. So it's like... But I feel it, like that's what kids need. Yeah, it just doesn't pique my interest. It's just Cocomelon animation. Because it's not made for you. Yeah. So but it can, be, it can be. It can be made for all. <laughs> Just like Andor is made for children of all ages. No. Mm. Jackson but, mentioned it at one point, okay. but Jedi Survivor. Wait, one more thing before we just no, no. briefly talk about Jedi Survivor. No, no. In the end, although that these were all the nine episodes that we had Make for Visions, I would love to see a Vision Season 3 at some point. Let's get some it's new studios in it. Maybe... It would be interesting, in my opinion, too, if we also saw the continuation of a few story arcs from I'm pretty season sure that is one. The plan. I could have sworn I that don't when, we, when we were on uh, with uh, Sarlacc Digest, because they got sent the sample early. Yeah, I'm they could sure, see everything before us. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they, they mentioned something about there being a continuation of some stories in a season three, but I don't know. Take that with a grain of salt. Take go, it with a grain of go salt. Go watch that episode that we did with yeah. them. But I feel like if season three is all brand new, unique stuff at this point, I would rather visions just be completely unique stories and not attached mm. to each other at all. What animation studio would you like to see, uh, get their hands on a star Wars vision? If you know any animation studios, they already technically did something, but I'm not really going to count it. But I want to see Studio Ghibli do something for Star Wars. Yeah, because yeah, they did yeah. the Grogu and the Dust Bunnies, which was a cute little thing. But oh, I was so hyped for I that. would love to see a classic hand-drawn Studio Ghibli adaptation of anything related to Star Wars. So would the rest of the world. <laughs> so would the rest of the world. How's Moving Castle? Masterpiece. Nice. Mm-hmm. You want to know what I think would work out like so freaking well? What? Because we just were running off the Mario movie. Mm-hmm. If Nintendo partnered, instead of with Illumination, and they partnered with Studio Ghibli for a Legend of Zelda movie, I think that would just fit the frame so well. I watched an entire... Um, somebody made a video essay, and I, I apologize because I forget the name of the channel, but he made a, a video essay talking about um, the parallels between Princess Mononoke and the Legend of Zelda stories and how Studio Ghibli uh, crossover with Legend of Zelda would be perfect for the Ghibli brand <laughs> just because of like the ways that um, Zelda... F- fo- yes, there's like battles and there's like story in this, but there's so much more of a focus on like exploration and nature and the beauty of like the great and vast exploration, which is what was trying to be encapsulated on in the first game because Miyamoto, his like the whole thing of it was... Oh, him exploring the countryside as a child. He wanted to, like, bring that feeling into a video game. So you had, like, the sense of adventure and exploration. You get the same feeling, though, with things like Howl's Moving Castle. Because I wasn't moved to tears in the theater because the story of Howl's Moving Castle was so moving. Just the sheer beauty of the display of it. 
is what is what really moves an audience. So I feel like the, the two franchises have a very similar like connection in the way okay. that they use um, the themes of nature and the great vastness of adventure, especially in Princess Mononoke. It's a heavy, heavy theme in that movie. It's actually one of Ghibli's more darker stuff. There's like actually like dismemberment in that movie. Oh, wow. So I haven't um, seen that one. Uh, it's on my bucket list. I've seen the, I've seen most of it, unfortunately, just because of like clips and stuff. But I'm gonna watch it in its entirety. But uh, <laughs> Jacob needs to be let off his chain at this point because he's been waiting to talk about Jedi Survivor, and I yeah. said that he could if he didn't spoil it. I'm on the third planet right now, mm. but he beat the game. Darth Maul's in it. No, <laughs> Jake. <laughs> I would have killed you, dude. That was not even funny. <laughs> he's dead at this point. I'm pretty sure. No. No. no if it takes yeah. place before Kenobi, he isn't dead. He's alive and he's out there somewhere. No, yeah, he could be in it. Oh, that'd be so cool if he was in the third game. Anyway. Um, Not cool. No, this game, if you haven't picked it up, if you haven't watched a playthrough of it, um, do it and do it and just get your hands on this game as soon as you can. Um, I remember my first majority, because I got through the entire story in 21 hours. Um, dang for I, I through the game but so the first two thirds of the game I was playing through and I was like okay this story is pretty good it's pretty nice and then that last third they they just I can't I, I don't want to say anything about it to give Jackson any hints as to what it is or any of you any hints as to what it is if you haven't played it but if you haven't played it Shit, it's the fan, am I right, guys? Um, no, it was... Oh, it's such a good game. The story is excellent. Um, this is, in my opinion, the Empire Strikes Back of these games. Okay. So Just as in, it's the greatest that they've done so it, far? Because people hold the movie to such a high? That, and then it, it ends in a way that you don't know what's going to happen next. Wow. Because cause there's a good ending... It's a it's a it's a good ending, but it has a little bittersweetness undertone to it. Like the heroes prevailed, but where where are we going to next? Because although you prevailed, you don't really feel like you did. Like you're in this limbo. Interesting. In this limbo state, and when you finish the game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So it's just like you 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 won, but but did you win? Did you? You you're kind of you have like this empty feeling inside you of like what happens next, and I know it's gonna be um 2030 when we get the final game in this franchise <laughs> so yeah because what this game came out in 2017 2018 no way it came out in 2018 hold your on your flashlight's on oh shit. <laughs> oh because i tried to turn on the battery saver on my phone and i was like why is my phone dying so fast because that See when that game came out. See when the game came out. Jedi 2019. Fallen Order. 2019. 2019. That's not awful. So we had it was four years though. So we still have like. Takes a minute to cook. It's gonna be like 2027, 2028 when this new one comes out. So. That's crazy. But I will eagerly be awaiting it. Um, I think it was also another thing that elevated. Excuse me. This game, I was playing it on an next gen console. Run. I I switched it over to run at 60 FPS. Mm -hmm. um did you choose graphics or performance for your playthrough i can't remember what i did you, i do remember that was an option the, the the difference between the graphics is negligible so it like didn't make a ton of difference between performance and graphics and then when you run it on performance when you get those because there's like on kobo in the very very big areas there's a lot of points where it doesn't run 60 
just it just runs like normal like on any other console okay. so it's like i've i've barely ever had any moments where there's like a dip in the frame rate which is like really sick but when it does run at 60 i'm like what it's pretty sick um but no get the game it's a whole ton of fun i'm now yeah. in my exploration period just going the through exploration's again. fun man doing like um the bounty uh skill tree i had the um the ending of that bounty skill tree spoiled for me uh, unfortunately but i'm making my way there it's just a little time consuming because you have to go you have to go back to uh the saloon and then you gotta like ch- give somebody bounty pucks just to get yeah. new bounties to go out so lo- it's a lot of back and forth at least um, there's fast travel in this game though yes i'm like thank god i don't have to run around the entire planet for something though. yeah there's um especially on places like uh, kobo on kobo especially but uh, for Jetta, because I I didn't spend a millisecond on Jetta. That wasn't a story. Um, I just plowed through it. It is a night. That planet is a nightmare to yeah, navigate. I'm already like, damn. It, like is, it is the Zepho of of. <laughs> so the fact that there is fast travel. Sometimes the fast travel doesn't even work on, on Jetta, and it's like, oh, it's so like you'll try to like find a point to go to, but then like when you open the map up for fast travel, the whole section of the map disappears. It's really, really nice. irritating. Good to know, good to know. Yeah, so... Um, it had a lot of bugs on PC, yeah, but it they, looks like it's getting fixed, they, and they've they re- updated yeah, it Yeah, they released the first patch on Monday. Yeah. That was supposed to fix a lot of the stuff, which is That's nice, good. because that was in the first two weeks. They had, like, a major bug fix. I thought it was funny how everybody on the consoles could play it fine, and the PC Master Race was like, guys, it literally won't run! And I was like, your $1,000 crap box can't even <laughs> run this game and my $300 one can. <laughs> yeah, so it's just because it wasn't optimized. Yeah. So, But, but it's fixed. Yeah, so I, I'm very glad I got that game done with because as of watching this, it's it's tears of the kingdom time, boys. It's tears time. And um, How will you ever get completionist on Jedi Survivor now with tears of the kingdom? So out? I probably wasn't going to go for completionist just because there's a, a lot to do. I've been trying like already and it's just like, it's very daunting. So I'll probably just make, cause I'm going to do new journey plus with Delilah. Cause she, mm-hmm. I played uh fallen order with her so she could get the story of that. And then I like, tried to tell her about some of the stuff that happened in survivor. She's like, no, don't tell me anything. I want to see it. So okay. I'll be doing new game plus with her just to get all the extra, all the extra stuff. I'll probably let her design the lightsaber and like what cow wears for the playthrough. Yeah. I went full canon for the first one. I didn't change his outfit pretty much at all. I have the mullet in the beard because America. I um now I've sw- what what color lightsaber do you have? Cyan. I realized that you could do white sabers. And I was like, yeah, oh. I changed it to white in the beginning, and I was like, it's cool, but it's not me. Like cyan, I feel like is my color because it's the nice light blue. I, I did. Enjoy it. I did cyan in the first game. Um, and that's I'm, what I did. I'm I'm running white in this game. I think it's really really cool. Like I've always lot. been tempted to do yellow because whenever I make a lightsaber, I want it to look like it's from the High Republic. I make it the glossy white with the gold highlights. I did, I did make the same it completely thing. bright. I did because I think thing. it looks really, really good. Mm-hmm. Right now, what what's your blaster look like? What's the? Same? I didn't. I don't even have that yet. Ah, my blaster is like. I'm it's not a, that far. It's a mix of the DL44 with some with the stock barrel and then a, a handle that I bought. But for the metal, one of the metals you can do, you can do this on your lightsaber too. You can make a Beskar. What? So it, it's a, it's a Beskar gun and it has Dunium uh, highlights on it, like from the Thrawn books. Yeah. So I was like, oh, wow. 
yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's a, it might be a pre-order bonus pack because there's the Beskar, there's Beskar and Dunium in the same pack. I pre-ordered the game, so it's in it's in the the like rare metals pack. I'll have to look. Yeah, for it. That's pretty sweet though. Yeah, because when you do pristine on it, it has like all the wavy lines and stuff, like wow. an ingot. And, ugh, mm, very cool. Very um, very sick then. I will have to check that out. Yeah, play Jedi or watch Jedi or something about it. Yeah. The only tip that I have is if you the second planet's Kobo. We're not going to talk about the other worlds. If you get to Kobo and you find yourself in a mining cave, don't go into the cave. Turn around. Go back there later. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Do it. Do it's it. not it's, worth it's it. It's worth it. It's not worth your time. Don't do it. Yep, it's worth your time. I wanted to gouge my eyes out after an hour. Don't go into the cave. Go in the cave. And when you go to the... um, When you're in this little... Kind of like bad guy area that's all built up just if you're looking at the waterfall just east of the saloon and you go through that and you see a giant plated disc on the ground don't stand on it don't stand on it i don't even know what you're talking about unless you want a poncho but don't stand on it (laughs) there's so many fun things that i won't even consider this a spoiler and i'll kind of leave it here as well for that but you can get, like, clone trooper, like, armor. And it's, like, super duper cool the amount of ways that you can customize Cal in this game. Like, I love it's it. It's leg armor, but if you look on the the drifter skin yeah. piece for Obi-Wan, he's wearing clone trooper gauntlets and has his Republic arm piece on his back. Yeah, so you can just match that with the Obi-Wan pre-order bonus armor, mm-hmm. and then you're basically like a jedi clone it's so awesome right now what my cal is wearing is i have han solo's vest on okay the survivor shirt in just the white colorway but then i have the clone trooper uh legs on but the clone trooper legs are like a dark blue so they match han solo's jacket Hmm. i'm very i wanted to do something else but the um i wanted to make it like the clone trooper greaves and then the obi-wan uh like uh pre-order cloak but the browns on the cloak and the pants don't they don't match and it, oh. and it makes it it's it's not a big difference but it's enough for even me to see it and I'm like oh, I can't do that <laughs> I gotta make the match <laughs> so, anyway thank you guys so much for watching this episode of the thirteen thirteen podcast yes, please consider supporting us on Patreon for that TVC Endor bunker set um, is that your car. So- no, it's not. No, it's not. Uh, somebody's somebody's car, was, car was going off. Somebody's car was going beep, beep, beep. Um, but yeah, if you want to win that, uh, please, please, Patreon. Uh, excuse me, Gungan Boss tier yes. is the is the way to get entered for all those giveaways. So if you haven't already, support us on Patreon. We appreciate each and every one of you. And if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch. Yes, and join the Discord. Link is in the description below. We have the, the best Discord. Discord. The most awesome Discord. And, yeah, and all the people in it are super cool and like really hot. So you should show, Okay. You should join the Discord. So thank you guys so much for watching this episode. We'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. See ya.